The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to E-Commerce Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about how you can launch, grow, and scale your e-commerce business. Joining us for e-commerce growth week is Roly Saxiano, who's the president of AdRoll, which is an e-commerce marketing platform that gives growing D2C brands the power to connect with customers wherever they are. AdRoll's machine learning engine uses established data on over 70% of the world's online shoppers to predict behavior, ad engagement, and store performance better than anyone. And in addition to being our guest today, Roly and AdRoll are a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. So far this week, Roly and I have talked about how to operationalize your e-commerce business. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about e-commerce business awareness drivers. All right, here's the second installment of e-commerce growth week with Roly Saxiana, president of AdRoll. Roly, happy Tuesday and welcome back to e-commerce growth week on the MarTech podcast. Hi, Ben. Happy Tuesday. Excited to be here again. Excited to have you back and to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about some of the basic blocking and tackling of launching and also scaling your e-commerce business. And my big takeaway from our conversation was the platformification, if that is a word, of e-commerce has changed the problem that e-commerce operators are facing. You can easily spin up an e-commerce store, Shopify being the biggest culprit where it's easy to launch a store. I know that there's lots of other options, but the problem is now anybody can launch a store. So the competition and differentiation becomes the problem. And to me, this leads nicely into what today's conversation is about, which is the awareness drivers. When you're, whether early stage or whether you're trying to scale, being top of mind, having customers who are the right customers understand who you are, what they should buy from you, having them be aware of your product seems like it's a bigger challenge than ever before. Talk to me about what are some of the primary awareness drivers and why is this such an important facet today in e-commerce? One of the biggest challenges that e-commerce brands have today is to really get the attention of the shoppers, right? There's more e-commerce brands out there than ever before. And even though the number of shoppers that are now buying online has significantly increased, it still is hard for them to focus on which brands to really not only go visit, but also then make a purchase. So 
I'll just sort of, again, share some of the statistics that always keeps me grounded and keeps our business grounded is 98% of all shoppers that visit an e-commerce brand never really make a purchase. And of the ones that do make purchases, three out of four of them never do a second purchase. So you can contextualize the challenge an e-commerce brand has today in terms of building a predictable and scalable sales and revenue engine, but also the cost of customer acquisition is really, really high. So the advice that I actually give a lot of the e-commerce brands is it can be done. You can build a predictable engine as long as you are really prioritizing three main things. So number one, being even before you actually go out and spend a single dime on marketing or marketing technologies, really take a minute to understand what your marketing strategy is. And what that means is a couple of things, really getting crystal clear on who is that audience you're going after. And so audience here is not just the demographic data of, hey, I'm looking for women between 20 and 35. It actually gets to the next level of data. It's like within that demographics, who is that buyer who is going to really be interested in buying your product? Understanding what your unique selling proposition is really helps you understand why a buyer would buy your product or not buy that product. So really what I'm hearing from you is that there's not just a surface level of targeting. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday in the sense of you don't just need to understand the basic blocking and tacklings of your customer demographics. You need to understand advanced filtering and targeting techniques like why is someone looking for this problem and what are some of the signals that they're interested in gathering those signals and understanding. You mentioned, hey, women 25 to 35 are the broad demographic of my topic. But if you're selling a topical cream, there are signals that those people are broadcasting that they might be in the market for your products or services. How do you get to that next level of targeting? And how do you understand which targets actually tell you if somebody is in your target market? So what I mean by saying is the next level of data is understanding what these audiences are doing on your website. When they come to your website, are they really engaging with specific type of products more than the others? And that gives you a sense of, let's take an eye cream or a foundation as an example. A woman between the age of 20 and 35 who looks a lot like me, a South Asian woman, might be actually inclined to picking and clicking on certain types of foundation that is more targeted to my skin tone versus somebody else. So really understanding what that behavior is on your website will give you that next level of signal. The ability to be able to go out, and this is where like understanding your product and really tying that back to who is that ultimate audience that is going to really care about it, allows you to then start figuring out where you start targeting. And even there, once you start the targeting and you get those visitors on your site, you may not still get the right behavior from that visitor on your site to really convert into a buyer. And so really understanding how they're browsing on your internet, how the different products that they're interacting with, what their attitude is in terms of their signals they're sending on social media. All of those streams of data together in a cohort basis will then start giving you a picture that becomes more meaningful. It's almost like the high-level demographic data you're creating a sketch of a picture and then the next level information around their behavior and attitude is almost like you're coloring in it. And that's when you really get the full three-dimensional view of who your audience is. And then that targeting really makes it powerful. 
I mean, e-commerce advertising is all about having a general understanding of who your customer is, casting a wide net to get some clicks, and then taking the data from those initial clicks and retargeting down into the product that makes the most sense. And you mentioned someone clicks on the site, maybe they browse in you know, foundation color three or four, you're able to recognize that they are that skin tone, and then you're looking for other people with similar skin tones based on what countries they live in or what they say their original place of birth was, whatever the signals you have. So to me, that's really the art and also part of the science of e-commerce is not only understanding who you're trying to target to get that initial click, but then ingesting the data from what their behaviors are and using it to extend your advertising to drive someone not only to your funnel, but through it. Now, Roly, you mentioned that there's a couple different segments to understanding how to build awareness. First one's getting into that next level of data, whether it be understanding your customers at a deeper level or taking your site performance data and turning it into retargeting campaigns. What are some of the other ways that you recommend that marketers start to think about building awareness in e-commerce? So once you have that very first understanding, which is the most important one, understanding of your target audience, the next thing is starting to understand what their buyer journey is and mapping a customer behavior to their buyer journey. So if you are an early stage e-commerce company, this might be one of the most important strategic activity you do after you know who your target audience is, is to start really figuring out your buyer journey. That's great because it's one of the things that I honestly don't really understand very well of what the purpose is in terms of outlining your buyer journey. And I will preface that with my experience, and most of that is in B2B marketing or marketplaces that are eBay, everything under the sun. There were other teams that were doing the buyer journey mapping and building the product. And then when you work to B2B, the buyer journey is very rarely linear because the purchase cycle is so long. So somebody comes in, they download a white paper, they attend a webinar, you keep emailing them every day until they finally break and then they buy something. E-commerce and mostly B2C and D2C, the buyer journey is maybe a little bit more predictable. So talk to me about the purpose of mapping the buyer journey and how do you manage that map when the buyer journey is not necessarily 100% linear? I would almost challenge with saying there is a predictableness on both the B2B buyer journey and B2C buyer journey. The only thing is that the cycles might be longer. And I would say On the B2C or sort of an e-commerce buyer journey, there are a couple of components. There's number one, which is the focus of really bringing people to your website. And once they're there, most likely every single shopper is actually going in through a browsing stage. And then from a browsing stage, they end up in picking a few items and putting in their shopping cart. And that's often where a lot of the e-commerce brands actually lose customers at that point, which is about 88% of shoppers, once they add an item into their shopping cart, they abandon. That is a very important element in your buyer journey to understand what is your abandonment rate and what do you do to really bring back and win back those customers and have them actually complete their buying cycle. So that's sort of one piece to it. The other piece is once they've completed a purchase, How do you really engage with them and build that long-term loyalty so that they do come back for a second round of purchases? Either it's repeat buy of the same product or upsell and cross-sell of other products. So like I've said before, the cost of customer acquisition is very high in e-commerce and really understanding all the places you could potentially 
lose a customer and figuring out exactly how do you really win back those and how do you engage with them and what's the right messaging becomes really, really important for continuing to drive more value out of your lifetime value out of your shopper. All right. So the stages of buying are relatively predictable and pretty much linear. Hey, I'm browsing. I haven't made a decision yet. Okay. I've put some stuff in my cart, but I haven't got over the finish line. All right. I am a customer. And so with each one of those stages, the marketing messaging and cadence changes. And that's what you mean by mapping your buyer journey. You also mentioned that there's a third component into building awareness. It's not just understanding your customers. It's not just understanding the journey they go through to become repeat customers. What's the third part of the puzzle for building your awareness? For me, the third part of building more than just awareness, I think building a scalable revenue engine for an e-commerce brand so you can actually drive consistent, predictable revenue is actually building a culture of data. So data culture and investing in the right tools and processes to make most of it. This is one thing that I'm very, very passionate about, not just the advice that I give with our e-commerce brands, but also how I run my organization. At the end of the day, every single business has limited resources available to them. And that's especially true with a lot of the e-commerce brands. They have limited amount of resources they can use to drive their revenue. So identifying what data to look for at what stage, and then be able to build a culture where every specific time I kind of look at data on a weekly basis, like look at that data on a daily, weekly basis to see what is resonating, what tactics you're using is resonating becomes really important. Doing that without the right tools makes it that much harder. Your technology stack is obviously going to have a dramatic impact, not only on what data you can visualize, your understanding of the business, but also your ability to leverage the data you have for incremental business performance and activities, right? You don't need to be manually emailing each individual customer. You should have some tools that are doing that. Obviously, that would be a lot of work manually. What are some of the tools that you have found to be really useful in e-commerce? And if you don't want to talk about individual tools, what are some of the classifications of tools? You know, where should people be looking for MarTech solutions to really flush out their e-commerce strategies? You brought up a really good point. There are lots of tools out there and there are lots of tools available to the e-commerce marketers. The question is, how do you not just use individual tools and then try to tie it all together? But really, the notion that's rising is this notion of integrated marketing and integrated omnichannel marketing. So at AdRoll, for example, we have seen when customers use ads and emails together, they get twice as many conversions as they would have gotten had they only used individual channels and twice as many conversions, twice as fast, right? So there's a huge value when you actually have multiple channels operating together. So what I would start recognizing and encouraging people to think through is how can you really take your marketing effort, both in terms of your investment and your human effort in making your marketing work well, in a way that it is actually integrated and it works together. We believe when multiple channels are working together, they deliver higher value because then you're able to taste with the audience data you have, you have a really good sense of which audience to go after, what is their preferred channel that they want to be reached out to, and what is the right messaging they want to be reached out to. 
So the recommendations is for e-commerce marketers to start thinking about how they start getting all the different channels to work together. You know, at the end of the day, when you start thinking about growing your e-commerce awareness, you're working in a crowded marketplace. And so it used to be, how do I do something big and splashy and position yourself as the only show in town? And when somebody realizes that they have a problem, naturally, they're going to you for the solution. Now, that's not the case. It's easy to reach people. It's hard to make an impact on them. And it's hard to get them to choose your product over the competition. So being very targeted, having a better understanding of who your customer is, understanding what data they're giving you to maximize your ability to pinpoint the exact solution that's right for them. And then also to take the data that you get, not only from that customer experience, but also who they are and start retargeting and create lookalike audience using the MarTech stack and the data you collect. So building your awareness drivers is obviously an incredibly important part to get someone into your funnel, get that data, building your retargeting. But you can't just rely on advertising alone. There are other channels that we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode that are becoming increasingly important for e-commerce. So that wraps up this episode of E-Commerce Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Roly Saxiana, president of AdRoll. If you'd like to hear more of Aroli and AdRoll's tips for building an effective e-commerce business, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when Roly and I discuss how to use content and community to scale your e-commerce business. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Roly, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is Roly Saxiana, R-O-L-I-S-A-X-E-N-A, or you could visit her company's website, which is adroll.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.